Well, we all know that buying your first home can be stressful, but so can renting for years and years, throwing away that money every single month while you watch homes affordability spin out of control. Yeah, that can be a real mind. F so today we're going to dig into some interesting studies on the best places to live if you're looking for a balanced and happy life. Let's do this. What's happening, my how to buy a homies? Good to have you back. David Sedoni here with some fun facts I found scouring the interwebs, bringing you the best of the best. For the past 17 years, this 52, almost 53-year-old dude has been helping mostly Gen Zs and millennials. Occasionally, according to my wife, I act like I'm only 17 years old. But working with all these people, I do hear what the 20 and 30-somethings are looking for in their lives. Life goals have shifted, and the world, while it still appreciates hard work, it's about to be run by a couple of generations that also value the life part of work-life balance. So today I'm going to share two recent articles that I read on 2023 expectations for certain cities here in America. The first is more economically data-driven, and the second gets into the mental health aspects of places to live. So while many home prices are expected to change, maybe not so much overall next year, individual markets may fare a little bit differently. Experts generally predicted that relatively affordable Midwestern markets are likely to be the strongest for 2023. Zillow's research team said, unlike nearly every other region in the United States, prices in most of the Midwest metro areas haven't run up to the extremes. Mortgage costs as a share of income are still within those healthy sub 30% levels across Ohio, Pennsylvania, Kansas, upstate New York, Iowa, and other metros in Illinois, which is going to allow first-time homebuyers to take the plunge. These areas also have the luxury of lower rents. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? And lower home prices in those areas that make it easier to save up for a down payment. Now, next in this article, they bring up the most important factor in housing pricing for 2023. Say it with me now. The most important factor is inventory. That's right. Again, yeah, the Midwest really stands out for that. Inventory isn't in the massive hole compared to pre-pandemic times. And the declines in new listings are smaller than national average, encouraged by more consistent demand from buyers. Now, meanwhile, the markets with the big run-ups during the pandemic are likely to see the steepest declines, according to The Economist. Our economist, we've been quoting Mr. Sturavant, said, quote, nationally, the median home prices increased by an average of 10% annually between 2019 and 2020. Now, as remarkable as the national home growth has been, there are some metro areas where the median asking price grew even faster. These markets are among those at greatest risk for a significant price correction. Metro areas with the fastest three-year price appreciation include... Austin, Texas, 53%, Tampa, Florida, 52%, and Miami, Florida, 50%, unquote. Now, both of these statistics are interesting for first-time homebuyers. 
You see, if you believe the forecast that the Midwest areas mentions are underpriced and good places to buy, and if you also believe that the overpriced cities of Austin, Tampa, and Miami are primed for a potential drop and could have good deals later on in the year, that's good information to know if you're thinking about buying your first home. In the same article, Redfin chimed in. They had a similar forecast. Their prediction is that some areas, not all, will see a slightly significant price decline happening. What they did was they looked at these specific events in what they call the metro areas, where these things happened. Here they are. Price appreciation increased the fastest. Inventory has increased quickly. Sellers are dropping their list prices. Affordability is a bit of a bigger challenge. And finally, where they see the labor market is weaker. Now, the places that have all those factors all put together, they say these places may not be flat in that 1% to 2% plus or minus in pricing, but that they actually might decline in 2023. Using the data from those specific points that they talked about that they gathered from the MLS, they singled out these metros in particular as fitting this criteria set for a decline. Las Vegas, Riverside, San Bernardino, California, Phoenix, Austin, and Los Angeles. So if you're paying attention, that's two forecasts saying that Austin might see some drops soon. Now, using that same criteria, Redfin expects these markets to actually hold up better in 2023. These are the best of the best, they're saying. They see good things for Lake County, Illinois, Chicago, Illinois, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Albany, New York, Baltimore, Elgin, Illinois, Rochester, New York, Pittsburgh, New Haven, Connecticut, and Hartford, Connecticut. Taylor Marr from Redfin, an economic that we have been listening to for the last few episodes, he said, quote, measures of home buying demand and competition in these metros are nearly as strong as they were in the beginning of 2022. On the other end of the spectrum, we expect prices to fall most in the pandemic migration hotspots like Austin, <laughs> there it is again, uh, Boise, Phoenix, largely because the huge increases over the last two years leave a lot of room for prices to decline. Expensive West Coast cities are also likely to see outsized price declines because of stumbling tech stocks and the shift to remote work, pushing so many people out of those markets. Unquote. Now, while the economists interviewed for this article all agreed that the markets where home price growth rose fast recently, they're going to likely see the biggest price declines. They expect that even those markets are going to start to see those prices stabilize by the end of 2023 and resume what they call a more reasonable pace of growth. Growth is what they said. So even in the overpriced places where they are likely predicting a decline in prices, they're expecting the prices to go back up at the end of 2023 due to, oh, everything I said in the episodes where I talked about the forecast and predictions for 2024, most of which inventory. All right, but what if you're already on board for the long haul, which by the way, all of you should be best time to buy a home yesterday. What if you're not buying just because you're trying to time it perfectly and you're ready to stop renting so you're not looking at those immediate numbers? Well, I have a great article about the best places to live and sustain a good work-life balance. Yeah, people are starting to realize that this matters as one of the pillars of mental health and sustainable productivity. 
not just among the individuals that live there, but among the companies that are hiring in those areas. Now, bear in mind, a work-life balance, that's going to vary from person to person. Hey, for some people, work-life balance could be having a job as a park ranger, working in some remote location all day long, traveling 30 miles into it. But when you travel back home, you live 30 miles from your nearest neighbor. Now, for some folks, a work-life balance might be finding a place with great public transportation. And for some people, it might be having a home 10 minutes from an In-N-Out burger. I feel you. But this is a really great article. I actually shared it with all my unicorns. So these are some general thoughts from Coworking Cafe. It's a latest report that they put out that looked at the 100 cities with at least 200,000 residents, and they assigned scores to those cities based on mental health metrics. How about that? Such as the amount of green space and recreational amenities, air quality, and of course, the hours that the average person puts in at work. Now, it also scored the cities based on income affordability, uh, remote working prevalence, commute times, and how many residents had health insurance. <laughs> yeah, it takes a lot if you're trying to figure out where people are in their mental health, not just a work-life balance. The scores were combined in way to create an overall work-life balance index with a heavy, heavy focus on mental health. Now, any of you guys have traveled in the country, shocker uh, to nobody, the report found that Midwestern cities dominated the top of this list for the work-life balance and mental health, with seven cities from the Midwest making the top 10. Also, the top three cities were also all Midwest, Minneapolis, Madison, Wisconsin, and Lincoln, Nebraska. Now, here's the top 10 list. If you want the full list of 100, we're going to put the article in the notes of the podcast. But the top 10 are Minnesota, Madison, Wisconsin, Lincoln, Nebraska. Then we get Raleigh, North Carolina, Des Moines, Iowa, St. Paul, Minnesota. Double score for the Twin Cities right there. Number one and number six. Number seven is Columbus, Ohio. Then Omaha, Nebraska. Omaha, Omaha. God, I love that. And then uh, Irvine, California, and Chesapeake, Virginia coming in at number 10. So let's see how they got these list rankings by looking at the top three results. And you'll see how they came up with this ranking list. Number one, Minneapolis. Now, this had a dope work week average, just below 38 hours. And they also had the highest coverages of health insurance with 94% of the population. 94% having either private or public health insurance. The median household income was just above $70,000, which is just slightly above the average for similar size cities. And there's still a favorable cost of living. I bought a belt there uh, like 20 years ago. I remember there was no sales tax. That was pretty cool. Is that still a thing? Plus, as far as remote working goes, 16% actually have the opportunity to work remotely. Which, knowing Minneapolis, you better, because it's going to snow a lot. Yeah, my wife would say, that's cool, that's number one, but it's freezing there. Touche, honey, touche. Number two, Madison. Now, the way that they got their number two ranking was they had a sick mental health score. Now, that's sick not meaning ill, that's sick meaning sick. Uh, they also had the shortest average work week, 36.6 hours. 96% of the people there had health insurance 
Recreational amenities were also twice the average, lots of stuff to play there. And they had a top 10 score when it comes to commuting with 19.6 minutes being the average commute time. And it was also in the top third when ranked by affordability and remote working. And my personal thing, I'm gonna add this, Madison, killer college town. But once again, my wife, she'd tell me it's freezing. No way, Dave. I get it. We're all different people. And who's Dave? That's me, honey. Did you forget? I'm your husband. Anyway. And then number three on the list, just so you understand how this was all figured out, it was uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. They scored high in mental health, affordability, and commute, and they had the fourth best air quality among the larger cities. Well, no kidding. It's Lincoln, Nebraska. It's gorgeous out there. 37 hours worked per week on average and because it's Lincoln, you know they had plenty of sports courts and gyms. They love their sports out there. And the city also landed several top 10 rankings for other individual metrics. And because the homes are cheaper there, those low prices meant that the buyers there have a stronger buying power as well. Now, I don't know what my wife thinks about Lincoln, Nebraska, but for me, growing up as a kid on the beach in Southern California, Lincoln is an awful long way from any bodies of water and definitely right in the middle, the furthest place you could be for either ocean. So it's not for me, but who knows? Maybe it's bitching for you. And as I think about it, if you say bitching in Lincoln, I'm sure they're going to look at you pretty funny. This article was really cool with a bunch of different facts about all the top 100 cities uh, that they listed based on mental health. And of course, it had those multiple Midwestern cities in the top 10. Uh, but the Southeast actually got in the top 10 too. Raleigh, North Carolina, uh, that was because they had really great buying power. Um, significantly because the $72,996, almost $73,000, that's the median annual income. And compared to the relatively low cost of living there, it made Raleigh the fourth most affordable city. And the stats also showed that 17% of local employees worked remotely. And rounding out the top 10 was Chesapeake, Virginia. They had a great affordability score thanks to $85,563 as the median household income. Dang. Uh, the city also had this incredible 234 acres of green space per 1,000 residents. That's a lot of land. Killer rich forests and swamps and all kinds of stuff. Lots of uh, green areas as well as water areas. That makes their air quality the fifth cleanest. And for all you hipsters out there, Portland made it. It was ranked 13th. It's so hip, they made a TV show about it. But what really intrigued me was, for the record, Irvine, California, where we are sitting right now. Now, it, technically, it's not my home. I actually have two cities over, but it's only 9.2 miles away uh, where this office is right here. Irvine, California. California, ninth place overall, where we're supposed to be stupid overpriced and everybody's supposed to be vain and not concerned about work-life balance stuff. Top 10, baby, ninth place. Irvine? Irvine, Irvine, what? top 10. Now, here's why. Uh, it took eighth place for individual rankings for mental health. Well, <laughs> you ought to come to my Starbucks because I don't think that's true, but that's okay. Anyway, 
Uh, <laughs> and, and someone also, again, I am bringing my wife up a lot. Please tell my wife that I work in a mentally stable place because she's never going to believe it. The other interesting thing, Irvine's one of the biggest master plants community in Southern California. They have the third highest concentration of recreational amenities. And 96% of the people have health coverage. Now, again, of course they do. It's Irvine. Why? Because I freaking pay for it. Sure, 96% of us have it. But if I told you how much I could seriously buy a home with the amount of my premium every single month, that could cover a mortgage payment easily. The city also did boast one of the highest shares of green spaces per capita. And our remote employees are 18%. And I would love to be one of them, but my wife would not let me build a podcast studio in the house. Also here in Irvine, California, the local workforce helped to land it in eighth place with that cool, flexible working. So you hear that, honey? Eighth place. That is why we pay these stupid prices and dumb California high taxes. Now, I don't know if they factored it in there, but Irvine also happens to be one of the safest cities. Uh, we get four cities usually in the top 25 cities in the entire country for the safest places. And Irvine's always one of the top. Okay, enough about me. This is about you. Unless, of course, you're out there and you're living in Irvine and you're on the fence about buying a house because they're too expensive. Trust me, do it. Stay here. You'll love it. For the rest of you, here's great information here. Now, this is a great quote to help you decide wherever you are. If you're near one of these cities in the top 100, if you're someplace else, this is information that can really help you figure out where you want to buy a home. Maybe you don't have roots where you are right now. Maybe you're trying to figure out where you want to put them. If you think you're not being heard by the man, by the old guard, good news, you are. This article came out. Your voices are getting louder. This is written by, I'm going to say his name totally wrong, or her name, or their name, whatever it is, I'm really sorry. Belaz Zelkley. Excuse you. <laughs> Gesundheit, you're right. Belaz, thank you so much for writing this article. Uh, they write for Yardy Matrix, and the author of the report said this, quote, work-life balance isn't just about flexible scheduling and the ability to telecommute. Competitive compensation, healthy working conditions, opportunities for professional growth, social connections, and a balanced employee-friendly PTO schedule all tie in to the mental health narrative. Accordingly, forward-thinking leaders are creating workplace environments where employees can get the most of their work hours while still finding time to live their lives to the fullest. Furthermore, in addition to promoting flexible work schedules and the ability to work from home or from a co-working space of the employee's choice, many companies are also adopting a range of sponsored wellness programs and initiatives to meet the mental health needs of their workers. After all, when employees are happy in their roles, work feels less like a chore and more like an integral part of their everyday lives, a mutually beneficial outcome worth pursuing for all parties, unquote. Okay, after hearing this, and remember your job might depend on it. JT, do you feel like you work in a mentally healthy, full environment? Yes, Mr. David, sir, I am perfectly mentally healthy. I don't think that's how it's supposed to work, but I'll take it. Ladies and gentlemen, the revolution has begun. Neighborhoods and pricings are adjusting to your mental health needs. And as we keep spreading the word to other buyers, our individual revolution will continue as we break the walls of the fortress 
that big wall of crappy education and crappy service for first-time homebuyers. We're going to blast down that wall with education catapults and swords and armies of knowledge. Share the podcast, spread the word, write a review, and don't let anything or anyone make you afraid. Not a recession, not the system, and not ignorance. Crush the confusion and charge on with your weapons of empowerment and your shield of the podcast. Woo! I just went straight on D&D fantasy fighting for the end of the podcast. That is super rad. Do me a favor, rate, review, share, talk about the podcast on Reddit. People love to talk about it on Reddit. Do it. Go to howtobuyahome.com and join the fun. Get more free information there and ask your questions directly to me. Click the Ask David button. And remember, gang, stay well, stay mentally healthy, and most importantly, you can do this.